This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What up, what up? It's um, time to talk Caps, women's hockey, and other stuff. Absolutely. We'll be discussing a little bit of uh, OV Contract 2.0, maybe a little bit of 3D, 3D Chess Ovechkin and the Capitals are playing, along with a little bit of uh, a rant by Polly Cupcakes in regards to the ladies' hockey program. Uh, you know, and how they get treated. But first, I have to tell you about DraftKings Sports app and the DraftKings app in general. Um, last weekend, a lot of action on the UFC 261. Uh, it was a can't-miss event for sure. Uh, looks like Usman, Usman and uh, and the women's strawweight, uh, Wiley Zhang, uh, basically, or I'm sorry, uh, Namajunas actually won. So... Both all both those fights by by KO TKO, um, pretty interesting. Gotta love that. There's a lot of a lot of knockouts here in the UFC. Um, additionally, Uriah Hall and uh, Anthony Smith won. So, pretty good card. Uh, a lot of stuff going on, and additionally, a lot of action. So again, DraftKings DraftKings Sports app gives your gives giving you shots at huge prizes uh at on almost any sporting event that there is so check them out if you haven't tried it yet fantasy mma is easy to play it's really just pick your top six fighters stay under the salary cap and pile up points for advances takedowns and more much like hockey you know points goals hits um things like that there's no better way to put your MMA knowledge or hockey knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey, where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now. Use promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. Again, code THPN gets you in, gets you these good offers. Thank us later. Thank us later. (laughs) All right. Pop some tabs. Yep. One, two, three. All right. So speaking of popping tabs, Polly, you have discovered a new HBO show. Is that right? Yeah. Brand new show. Hot off the press. Uh, (laughs) I just started watching Entourage maybe two weeks ago um, and I just finished it. So I'm sad. Uh, I you didn't finished it in two weeks? Yeah. Buddy. <laughs> you have a fucking yeah. problem. Like, there, <laughs> you need to stop watching TV all day. How do yeah, you you're get right. work done? How do you get work done? I'm able to work while having... I mean, like, yeah, I can work with it on in the background. I just sit near the TV and... Yeah, I can, I can listen to things and then peek up and, you know... I'm, I stay focused. It's and then plus, once I'm not working, I continue watching into the evening, and it's great. It's such a great show. Um, <laughs> I, I'm trying to find the movie 
on a, a platform that I already have, so I don't have to rent it. But I'm not. It looks like I have to like either rent it from Amazon Prime or Apple TV, which is upsetting. I've never seen the movie um, Entourage, but I have watched the entire thing. And you had said, "What character do I remind you of?" Ari Gold. <laughs> That is like, that is um, literally um, the, the probably the highest compliment you've ever given me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I it 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 just when I watch it, it's like wow, I'm watching Hockey Troll on TV. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> so what did you think of it? Did you like? I mean, you liked it. Um, I mean, what it it goes through them coming up and then being like, "Hey, we're from New York," and then they're not from. They're like, "Oh, we got to get used to to California, and we need pizzas." <laughs> and then you know he becomes a um, Vince becomes a, a big movie star. Right, and then yeah. gets into drugs, and then comes out clean. Right? Yeah, I mean it, it's the complete, um, you know, rising up underdog, becoming a star. Star pisses it away, has his comeback. Uh, it, it it has the entire cliche of a of a Hollywood actor, um, but it's it's a good show, and it um, they do a good way of you know, giving them real life problems mixed in with their Hollywood stardom. Okay. Polly, let's, first of all, let's, let's stop trying to find deep meaning into the big, the most bro show, uh, <laughs> ever. Uh, and just like it for what it is, man. Yeah. It's a sweet bro show. There's always boobs. Um, you know, I mean, it's, there's always some sort of form of nudity. It, like, here's the archetype. Uh, here, here's any entourage show ever. Uh, Okay, opens up. There's some sort of like just internal drama amongst the boys, and they're kind of pissy about it. Moving on, Vince gets a script or has some sort of and and has some sort of conflict about uh, the script or the movie that he's working on. Moving forward, uh, some new woman makes their way in, and it's generally Vince who hooks up with her. And that scene happens about mid episode, mid to late episode. And then at the end of the episode, all of these things, you know, the boys, they remember their boys and then their friends and they bro it out a little bit. Uh, and Vince eventually, uh, there's some sort of thing happens like with Ari or some perimeter character that solves the problem for them. Um, and the, in the movie side, and is that pretty much the nail on the head? Yeah. <laughs> Every episode. And there's like 150 episodes and you watch them all in two weeks. Uh, I applaud you. I applaud you for that. I'm, I'm a sicko. <laughs> well, speaking of HBO, uh, I think it was two weeks ago was the Iron anniversary, the 10th anniversary of Game of Thrones. So if they're, if they still have it, you, um, they had it set up so, like, for certain characters, you could follow their most important episodes. It was, like, maybe, like, six or seven. It was, like, 
John, Tyrion, Jamie, Brienne. Like, so it kind of like it carved out like their most important episode that defined their timeline. Um, oh shit, that's yeah. Cool. And then like HBO also has like uh, for like a section that's like for members of House Stark, and then like so people who <laughs> identify with the the Stark group have they have like movies that fit that archetype. And then I think they have some for house Lannister, you know? So like, um, if you're, if you've never watched game of Thrones or if you want to revisit it, they've got a, a pretty cool setup going on right now. I, I started to watch an episode and I was like, as much as I love this, like, I, d- I don't want to dedicate an hour to this right now. I've watched the show three times. Like I, I don't want to get sucked back in. I can't believe you watch the show three fucking times, dude. Like two, maybe, maybe is what I could get into. You're a madman. Um, it's again, you know, that's worrying to say the least. <laughs> yeah. I'm a sicko. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, like we, <laughs> HBO, please fucking sponsor us by, I mean, by this time we've given you enough ad reads for literally, I don't know, a year. You owe us back pay. We'll bill you. Uh <laughs> Now, Caps fans, I guess we, we can just get into the uh, Hockey Troll Hip Check and in, in our segments here. Again, we've had guests on for the past couple weeks, so this will be our segment-based thing where we get to rant and talk about shit that we like, and hopefully you tune in, uh, because you like to hear us talk. So, mine is going to be about uh, the Hockey Troll Hip Check. It's going to be the OV Contract 2.0 discussion, and Polly is going to talk about women's hockey and what needs to be done to treat those athletes better um i guess we should just kind of get into it what do you think Polly? it is time all right here we go this is the hockey troll hip check that was a nice big stretch you just had Oh, buddy, I'm fucking hurt. I'm hurt. I've been working on the house. We had a game last night um, where a beer league game. I ran the goalie on accident. I, like, fell into him. He laid on the ice for a while. I was, you know... I Like, I go into this game. We have fucking three guys on the bench. And I tell the team, and who I play exclusively defense for, top-notch, shut-down D two-way defender, puck-moving guy, and they're just like, uh, uh, they can't figure it out. Like, nobody can figure it out. I'm lining up as a forward. If you're fucking playing forward, move the fuck back. We're going to lose this game. We end up losing seven to nothing. There's three fucking guys. They have, like, three full lines. We're going to fucking lose. You all fucking suck. Let me at least just fuck around and play fucking forward. But no. I ended up having to play fucking defense again. And I'm, I, I don't get really butthurt a lot. Uh, like seriously, when it comes to hockey, I'm kind of butthurt about it. Well, uh, I think uh, you need to make a push to play some more forward time. <laughs> I mean, I was, li- there was literally like a two minute shift where I didn't leave the neutral zone. So, uh, I can see why they wouldn't want me to, but at the same time, <laughs> come on, just let me have this like one fucking game. 
Yeah, maybe next time. Like, put who gives a shit? Who's back there? Our goalie can figure it out. He's good enough to figure it out, right? Yeah, he is very talented. He's yeah. in great shape. Yeah, absolutely. So, whatever. Piss right. me off. Yeah, so anyways. <laughs> uh, that was a trigger. Me getting triggered. Caps fans, OV contract 2.0 discussion happening right now. Here's the thing. Okay, I've done five to ten minutes of research on this. And I'm wondering what you think, Caps fans. You know, drag me if I have this wrong. But let me know if I have this right because I think I have this right. The Caps, Brian McClellan, Ovechkin could be playing 3D chess with this expansion. And this is why Ovechkin has not signed a contract yet. Okay, so hear me out. Free agency, or I'm sorry, the on July 21st, the Seattle expansion starts or happens. The draft, the draft expansion happens for the Seattle Kraken. On July 28th, free agency opens up, and all of the free agents that were that aren't signed become unrestricted free agents. Can sign with any player or any team. That player can sign with any team, and they have full rights to their own livelihood, basically. Um, now, uh, I'm thinking here that a contract doesn't get made on, until July 22nd or any contract at all until free agency actually maybe even starts for Ovechkin. I, w- I think that McClellan um, could probably start it a little bit before he becomes an actual free agent, but I think it's got to start a- after the expansion draft. And here's why. We could, the Caps being we, could not protect Ovi and just say, yeah, you want him? Take him. Take Seattle Kraken. Take Ovechkin in the expansion draft because we have a little backdoor deal going where on the 28th, when Ovechkin becomes a free agent, he's not going to sign with the Kraken. He's just going to walk. And the only team he's going to sign with is the Washington Capitals. So that's a worst case scenario in my fantasy world that I've constructed around this whole plot. Uh, so worst case scenario, obviously, is Ovi signs with another NHL team, um, which Wait, I think so that's is best worse. Case scenario. Huh? What you were proposing is best case scenario. No, no, no. I have many cases. Calm down, Polly. All right, give me a second. Okay. Let me explain. Let Lots me fully of worst cases. This. Right. For me, the worst case scenario would be uh, here is OV signs with another NHL team, uh, like a long, like a five year contract, um, which I think is worse than him going to the KHL into retirement. I mean, imagine seeing Ovechkin score a goal against the Caps makes me fucking sick to even think about it. Um, but and, and here's my question: I'm not really sure how this if this is possible. But on the 21st, OV goes through the expansion draft unprotected. Okay, this leaves a possible seven forwards, three defense, and one goalie to be protected, or eight skaters and one goalie protected. The Caps will likely go with the seven forwards and three defense option, um, and you know have a, a you know a good selection of players that could be picked up in the expansion draft. Um, so, if that happens, if Ovi becomes if stays unprotected and unsigned in the 2021-22 year. And then the worst case scenario there would be if the Kraken pick him up. 
But Crack can pick him up, own him for literally seven days. He goes to free agency and immediately signs with the Capitals. It's a win-win. Right? So right. then Ovi says, you'll fuck off Seattle. I'm a UFA on the 28th and re-signs with the Caps. Caps fans, is this a possibility? I'm pretty sure it is. And that would be the most boss move ever. I think that that would justify Ovi maxing out his next contract because he's going to save us a, a piece of the core to be competitive in the next five years or whatever contract that he signs. Uh, you know, it's going to be four years with Backstrom. So, I, I like I said, five, ten minutes worth of research into this, but it seems like it's uh, something that can happen, dude. I think it would be great if it worked out this way. But I would be really surprised if Seattle's this dumb. Right. Um, I mean, you would hope that an NHL caliber general manager could see through this unless he is just the ultimate, the all, the ultimate optimist and, or the most gullible person in, in history. And, thinks that Ovi would take that. Um, I mean, well, it's not the, like the, here, here is the, here's the caveat to that is that basically Seattle could sign him. Then as he's becoming a restricted free or a unrestricted free agent, tender him because they have rights to him. So they can talk to him until the 28th. So they have seven days to lock him in. If they do in fact do that, right. Pick him. I mean, they could literally do some crazy shit, like because they have so much cap, they could be like twenty million dollars a year for three years. True, um, and I guess that could be where they're going because it's not like they could get him with glory chasing. You know, like something like Oshi. If this were his situation, they might be able to get him because it's his hometown. He could be the first captain in history. Blah 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 blah. But Ovi is already a Stanley Cup champion, and he is the ultimate Washington capital. So money would be the only way I think. And if they did do that, if they just threw a record contract at him, maybe they would be willing to take the the risk there. Right. And that is, that is the biggest downside to this because it's out of the caps control at this point. If that happens, there's so much trust that would have to go into Ovi and then Ovi could go be like, I got 20 million offers from a $20 million offer from the Seattle Kraken. Let's go into free agency anyways. And they, that's all predicated on him being an unrestricted free agent, a.k.a. could sign with literally any team in the NHL if the price was right and what he wanted. And he could at that point pretty much command his own rate, w- wage and term and saying no to all that and coming back to D.C., Well, the more you talk about it, the more I think they should protect him. (laughs) (laughs) But see, this is the thing. If now, if OV decides not to take the money, you know, which is not his, which is not his uh, track record, you know, I mean, he deserves every cent that he's gotten, but he's not exactly the guy that take a team friendly deal up to this point. So, 
And I mean, to say that the Caps have gotten the raw end of a deal on his last, like, what was it, like 12, 13 year contract at like 10 million a year is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I think that they did a good job by locking him in for so long at a, at a given rate. Yeah, um, I think the, the Capitals have gotten much more out of the deal up to this point. Because yeah. if he had been going in four or five year increments, or even eight years, I mean, he would have gotten more money at this point. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. His career earnings are around $121 million. I just wonder, like, how much more does he need? Um, he could literally, I mean, he's going to go to Moscow when he's like 50 and play in the KHL and probably still make fuckloads of money out there. Millions and millions a year. I, I just, so, <laughs> is the money right now that big of a deal when he could, you know, get break Gretzky's record in DC as a Washington capital, be one of the few players to ever, you know, stay with DC their entire career and shatter records and possibly win another cup. I mean, what other team, I don't see another team that's on the come, you know, that could maybe like Florida that, that could afford him though. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they've got their own cap issues because of the, the Bob, uh, contract. Exactly. Right. So, uh, I mean, and well, here's the thing. I think that if it works out perfectly, Ovi goes unprotected, doesn't get picked up, and then just gets signed the next day while the Caps still retain his rights. Boom. They probably have the contract written. They just need it to be signed. It's been, a, it's been read. They probably shared it out. They have the contract. If, if this is in the works, if this is the actual, actually what they're planning on doing, they have the contract signed. They're just going to fucking, Sign it the next day. Make it real yeah. the next day. Everybody's all probably already read it and agreed to a term and all this shit. Boom. Yeah, I mean, maybe... I mean, that's a good point. Whether he is or isn't selected, he may be in a position where they like, don't have to protect him because Seattle might think he's not going to stay with us anyway, so then why would we waste our time drafting him? Exactly. And I think that's probably what McClellan's banking on. If this is what they're doing and if this is right. why we don't have a contract. Yeah. Cause I mean, the Capitals, pretty much anyone in their starting lineup would be a solid choice for an expansion team. Right. And, and that's the thing. Like I wonder, and so I don't know, cause everything that I've read and talked to people about says that he could get, Selected, but he also, so you have to make the decision to protect or not protect. You have to make that decision. The team does. If he eventually does actually get picked up by the Kraken, you know, he, he won't check the box on having two players exposed or protected that have contracts for next year, which is some weird caveat that last, last expansion draft, no team had a problem covering that base. Um, but and I forgot what I, I've lost my train of thought. Thought, but um, if it, you know, he he would still have to. He, he still has the option to become a UFA. So he literally could be, from what I've read and talked to people about, he could be a Kraken for six days, seven days, 
and then become a UFA if he chooses that that method. But again, during that time, if he does get selected, the Kraken have exclusive rights to him and could just throw fucking boatloads of money at him. Yeah, when we were talking pre-show, I liked this idea until you just mentioned they could throw like 20 at him and then I didn't like it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, food for thought. Captains, tell me if I'm off. If I'm missing like some sort of uh, rule or whatever that is, uh, let me know if I'm fucking up here because, you know, I've haven't ever been wrong up to this point in my life, but I guess this would be something that I could be wrong with. So let me know. Um, definitely interesting. And this makes me feel, but uh, to be completely honest, after running through this train of thought, and if my shit is right, this makes me feel better that they are not having a contract yet, that they don't have a contract yet because just don't protect it. Don't protect Ovi. Yeah, I I agree. It does make it a little less stressful that he doesn't have a deal yet because there could be a plan in place. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm hungry, Polly. I got what you need. Mmm, it's snack time with Polly Cupcakes. <laughs> Women's hockey deserves better. That is where we could stop. But I'll tell you why. (laughs) So the IIHF has canceled. They've canceled all of the women's uh, tournaments, all tiers, um, because uh, a lot of people may not know this, but they have like the main level. They've got like an A, a B, a C of countries that – you know, compete for a chance to get bumped up and stuff like that. But, you know, the one that everybody knows about is the main tournament, which is U.S., Canada, Finland, Russia, those uh, nations. But it was supposed to be soon in Nova Scotia, and they have canceled it. Um, A few questions here. Why was there no contingency plan if Nova Scotia decided to say no, they're not comfortable why did they not have another location, whether it was in Canada or America or somewhere in Europe? Why did they not have something else ready? Um, they have made World Juniors happen, but they can't make it happen here. I mean, I, I don't – it doesn't make much sense to me, especially now that there's a vaccine out. They were able to make it happen up in Alberta. But now Nova Scotia can't. It, it doesn't make sense to me that the virus would be more dangerous now than it was at Christmas time. Um, and it, it just <sighs> so okay. Yeah, and I mean it's points. with IHF. It's just the country, right? It's not like I mean they pick a city, but if the country is hosting, the country's hosting. I mean Canada is a pretty large country. You can't just change it up. Right. I mean, yeah. There's got to be. A million rinks in fucking like of all of the world. What, I mean, there's a million rinks in Canada. Where the fuck? Let's make it happen, right? Right. And if if I'm reading things correctly, none of the athletes tested positive. It's due to cases in Nova Scotia and them not feeling comfortable with the influx of new humans. 
to the area that don't live there. But, um, you know, international hockey is arguably more important to the growth and visibility of the women's game than it is to the men's. The men's have, you know, the NHL and then multiple minor leagues. They have big leagues in Europe, the KHL, the Swedish league, the German league. They have all kinds of stuff over there. Um, so it just blows my mind and infuriates me that they make sure like that world juniors happens and other men's tournaments, but not women's. I get it. World juniors is exciting. World juniors is fun, but in terms of the health and success and growth of the game in their respective venues, international hockey is way more important to the women's game. I mean, They've got we've got the NWHL, which only has six teams and they're severely underpaid. And they have the Dream Gap Tour for the PWHPA. And they've had to cancel and they've only had like two tournaments and you know the NHL season's happening, but they can't, you know, make this happen every couple months. I mean, it's just the the women are being extremely shortchanged here. The the last tournament they had for international women's hockey. So aside from this season's Isabel Cup, you know this is the last time there was really any big women's hockey in the view of hockey fans throughout the world. It was 2019 World Cup, which Team USA did win. Um, they. They have a world championship every – or not World Cup, world championship. They have a world championship every year except for Olympic seasons. So they had the 2018 Women's Olympic medal. And then in the fall, Team USA won the Four Nations Cup. And then 2019, Team USA won the world championship. And since then, it's been over 700 days since we've had a major international women's tournament. I, I just – this is – they're pissing away the prime of the current athletes years. I mean, like girls like uh, Hillary Knight and Kendall coin Schofield, we're we've missed two seasons of their elite athletic athleticism. I mean, we're just the IHF and the, the countries that are hosting need to figure this out because if you can make world juniors happen, you need to make this happen. It is integral to the growth of the game. Not to mention, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, not, I 100% agree. It just seems like, um, and in the way that they uh, they announced it was just so unceremoniously. It's like, oh, no women's hockey for the rest of the time. Like, no explanation, just other than like some fucking baby shit, you know, or some fucking um, baby back bullshit on this. But, uh, you know, if I don't know if you've noticed, Polly, but on TV, tons of commercials about Tokyo's Olympics this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Tokyo, that the Olympics <laughs> is going to be way more people, but they still haven't canceled that. Right. I, and in Canada, literally anywhere in Canada, <clears throat> I mean, I, I would liken uh, running tracks in Tokyo. Uh, the availability of running tracks in Tokyo is probably about the same as ice rink, large ice arenas in fucking Canada. Right? Like they can't pick some some rink in bumfuck nowhere and have a tournament? Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, Edmonton? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I, yeah, it just, it see, it's, it reeks, man. It stinks. It, uh, it seems like there's definitely a short end of the stick being given to the women here. And like you said, we are losing prime years of a lot of athletes. Not to mention, I mean, the international play of women's hockey has come so far in the past eight years, even the past four years. The amount of different countries getting involved, I mean, like Japan and, and other Asian countries, and the development that they've shown from, you know, year to year, four years to four years, in the Olympics especially, has been impressive. Uh, it's a shame, to say the least. It really Fucking is. And, you know, more to your point, um, the most recent world championships in 2019 was um, Team USA beat Finland. It wasn't even USA Canada for the gold medal. Yeah. So, it, you know, it, it's not, you know, in the past people, you know, even myself had thought it was U.S. and Canada and then the rest of the tournament. You know, just U.S. and Canada was on their own tier. But it's even though U.S. and Canada women's athletes are extremely talented, the rest of the world is finding a way to bridge that gap. And, you know, it just – who knows what would happen? Who knows who would win? And we're just, we're, we're losing it. And they're supposed to, they, they, they haven't canceled it altogether. They, they are saying that they're going to try to stage the tournament at a later time. But, um, you know, you know, going back to our interview last week with, with Kristen Lewicki playing in the NWHL about how they have to have full-time jobs because they can't, live off of what they're making in pro hockey. These women in the international game, you know, a lot of them are pro hockey players, but they have to have jobs as well. So they had to take time off from their life to train with team USA, to train with team Canada. They had to basically live in their bubble. And so what happens now? Uh, I think Kendall coin Schofield was saying, do we just keep working out every day? so that we stay at elite level so that we're ready whenever you make up your minds. You know, they, these people have jobs to get back to. They have families, they have lives. They've already sacrificed so much for no reward. And so you're going to ask them to do it again. And then, you know, if I were any of them, I'd be skeptical. Are you just going to pull a plug on us last minute? Like you did earlier in the year. It, it's, it's a lot to ask um, to make them go through this process again and I would think it's very fair that they wouldn't trust until they get to play that first game. Yeah, and it's not like them, their male counterparts who make fuck tons of money uh, compared to a normal person and are able to basically wake up, eat well, work out, fuck off. You know? Um, and I guess that really just, it's just, it's, you know, circular argument right like i mean why why is this this way and people could say well it's because there's not enough money being pumped into it so i guess the big kicker here is is folks if if you you know if you want to help spend some money on some women's hockey tickets to a game merch any sort of follow their social media i'm sure they have stuff that you can participate in you know um yeah, the the last two months I have purchased um, 
four jerseys and a jersey t-shirt. So folks get on it because it's great hockey, support it. And, you know, I, I know the argument of it's not bringing in enough money, blah, blah, blah. Well, if it's not bringing enough money in, we as hockey fans need to invest our money into it. And if you think that the game isn't up to par and worth your if you if you don't think it it isn't worth your money or worth your attention, well, then you're a fucking idiot because women's hockey is great hockey. And if you discount it, then you're an idiot and I don't want to hear your opinion on hockey. <laughs> well, uh so much for civil discord from from Polly yeah. Cupcakes. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you're just going to write off women's hockey as, as just being not as good without having watched it, you're a fucking dumbass, that's for sure. But, uh, I mean, I would say that, and we talked to Kristen, I think that the hockey translates uh, across both sexes or both genders or however many genders there are now. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, women's hockey is close to men's hockey in the product. Like, it's the same game. You know, it's not like men and women's lacrosse where it's a completely different game. It's not like men and women's basketball where like there's not a lot of dunking, you know. There's still slap shots, there's still, you know, dangles, there's still, you know, some pretty physical play even though hitting isn't. I mean, honestly, I would say watching women's hockey is a lot like watching European hockey or like international ice tournaments yeah. or college or college, yeah. Yep. So if you enjoy any of those other types of hockey outside of the NHL, then you'll like women's hockey. No doubt. No doubt. So do your best to support them, everyone. Follow their yeah. social. Do all the stuff. Uh, talk shit to the IIHF. I, the IIHF is fucking trash anyways. So anything that I can – any opportunity that I can have to shit on the IIHF, uh, I will take. So – you know, go ahead and go ahead and do that on social media. Uh, tag me in it at Hockey Trolling if you want. Um, I will absolutely help you pile on. Yeah, and Canadian government figured the fuck out. Yeah, seriously, man. I mean, what do you guys have to do out up there in Edmonton, like or Ottawa, Ottawa? Right, that's where your capital is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what are they doing? Right. What are they doing? Um, I, I, yeah. There's like 30 people that live in your country. Come on, figure it out. Right? And yeah, hockey is your thing. Yeah. This should be what, this should right. be the thing that you're, you're breaking rules and bending over backwards for. Yeah, you should be fucking championing this shit, which again, that's what blows my mind. If because they finally get to host the tournament and this is what they this is what you get. It's, Maybe it's a conspiracy because Team USA has been dominating. Yeah, you scared, bro? Canada didn't even medal or didn't even get in the gold or silver. Uh, I think they're scared for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely team USA's uh, it's been their decade. No doubt. Absolutely. I could see it. I could see it. Kind of like the penguins in the NHL, right? Yeah. Or Wayne Gretzky using his black magic on Ovi. <laughs> and making COVID happen. Dude, anytime, anytime the Capitals have an Ovechkin goal, goal reviewed, they're not yeah. calling Toronto. They're they're calling Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a three way call with Gretzky and Bettman, and Bettman's like, do, do you want me, do you want me to get it called off? And Wayne's like, you know the answer. 
<laughs> you know the answer, bitch. <laughs> oh fuck! All right, good segment, Polly. Good segment, Polly. Um, thanks. Anything else that we need to cover? Um, no. Is the day this drops? Is this the? Yeah, Penguin game tonight. Let's go, Caps. Let's go, Caps. Yeah. Beat those flightless shitbirds. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, they're playing as we're recording. It's uh, on NBC. The Bruins versus the Penguins, zero zero right now. It looks pretty even. Hopefully, the Bruins can can get the W here. Um, but I guess that's that's it for us. Uh, I've talked about Entourage, a little OV. 3D chess uh, with Brian McClellan uh, against the league. And Pauly went on a bit of a rant to uh, shit on the Canadian government for not hosting for, for immediately just on a whim canceling the, uh, the women's tourney uh, international tourney. So a pretty good epi. I'll be, I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one last little, little jab, you know, that, if that social health care is so good, they should have everybody vaccinated by now anyway. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. That's some like uh that's some pretty pretty right wing shit there, Polly, but also valid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. Alright. Well, before this turns into a political uh rant, uh <laughs> it's until next week on Monday, it's Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes. Signing off. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey Pod Net on social and the Hockey Podcast Network.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore. <laughs>